Does truth exist? Because you have faith, does that make this book true? Does God exist? So when someone says there is no truth, if you apply the claim to itself, what should you say? Is that true? They don't think Christianity is true. They're talked out of it. You know why they're talked out of it? Because they've never been talked into it. Cross-examining skeptical and atheistic views. Welcome to Cross-Examine with Dr. Frank Turek. Good Thursday morning, everyone. And now you're saying, okay, that's not Dan Celia's voice. That's not Frank Turek's voice. Uh, Fred Jackson sitting in for Frank Turek, who's been sitting in for Dan Celia this week. And uh, hey, folks, uh, it's just a busy time. And uh, we're continuing to pray for uh, Dan Celia. We're all filling in for Dan Celia. It takes a couple of guys every day just to fill in for Dan uh, during these two hours. Uh, Dan is... uh, is under the weather these days, and uh, it is just a real blessing to fill in for him. And as Frank has told you and the pastor has told you over the last several mornings, uh, we're not financial experts. We're not even going to try to do and fill in those kind of shoes for Dan, but we're just here to talk to you about the news of the day, and there is much going on. Do you get the feeling these days, folks, that democracy as we know it is under attack Here in the United States, in Canada, I know you're keeping up with what's going on with the Freedom Convoy in Canada and Prime Minister Trudeau's decision uh, to invoke what's called the Emergencies Act in that country, which basically was put into place years ago to fight terrorism. Uh, But he's going after those truckers who simply want the vaccine mandates to end. So much to talk about today. As I say, uh, democracy under attack and... uh, I, I think what we have here in the United States and Canada right now is a desire of people like Joe Biden, like Trudeau, to take advantage of this pandemic to increase the power of government over the people. The only way you do that is take away their freedoms. And certainly we've all experienced that over the last two years because of the pandemic. But you know what? Today we know a whole lot more about the virus. We know a whole lot more about how it needs to be curbed. And uh, as we've said many times before in American Family, right, we're not anti-vaccination. But the big concern right now is mandates and the desire of governments to continue these mandates, even though the vast majority of the population is vaccinated and even though And here's the problem, one of the problems, too, that they're not paying any attention to natural immunity. Now, you may be familiar with Project Veritas. Um, Very interesting organization. Uh, They have been responsible for such things as using hidden cameras. Uh, They told us the story about people from Planned Parenthood. And uh, remember, they were caught at a a table during a lunch hour somewhere. They're at a restaurant, and they talked about... uh, selling uh, body parts from aborted babies. You probably remember that. They also, uh, I don't know how Project Veritas does this, but they also got somebody inside CNN. And we found out, uh, well, it shouldn't be a shock to us. I'm not sure we needed Project Veritas to tell us this, but uh, very anti-Trump during the Trump years at CNN. Well, now there's a brand new video out there. And and this, I was going to say it's going to shock you, but maybe it won't. Somehow, they've been able to get a hold by, they went to lunch 
with a guy. His name is Christopher Cole. He is with the Food and Drug Administration. In fact, he's an executive officer there of the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, responsible for a lot of things, including approving drugs, medications. Now, what you're going to hear as part of this conversation is he believes President Biden will soon announce a mandatory annual inoculation. In other words, you got to get a booster every year. So I want you to have a listen to this. Uh, It was just recorded in the last several weeks. So this is what you're going to hear, the voice of Christopher Cole, and you'll hear some questions also. Go ahead. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet because they don't want to, like, uh, rile everyone up. Is so, it going to be formally announced? Yeah, yeah, at some point. I mean, it's going to be, uh, uh, and some of it's been talked about publicly, but it has been talked about on, like, CNN or Fox or MSNBC or anything. Um, but yeah, it'll, 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 you'll have to get uh, an annual. I think um, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be a gradual thing. School's going to mandate it. Why do they need the third one? Well, the same reason um, you or I would need the third one, to, because the, the vaccine, um, it wanes. Mm-hmm. Um, your ability to fight it, it wanes. So the three will bolster your, your system. And then there will be an annual, um, eventually an annual, just like the flu shot. For the toddlers? Well, for everyone. Okay, so Adam, the topic is too, then. I think you get the picture, folks, of what's going on here. So we know how the Biden administration has treated the jabs and then the, the boosters. Uh, basically, their desire was for anybody who doesn't get the jab uh, that we're going to put you out of work. They're doing that in the military. They're doing that across uh, the federal uh, jobs administration. And, of course, they wanted to do it even for private companies. Any companies, 100 more, uh, they would have to have all their employees vaccinated. So using the pandemic to force people to take a medical procedure, and if you don't, you're going to lose your job. So we're through. We, we, we've just gone through the latest version of this virus. We do know from some medical people who are honest enough that they have told us that the you know, these variations are going to continue. But now a a growing amount of the population has built up natural immunity. But now you have this guy from the FDA who's caught on tape, who he says, according to him, he says the Biden administration now wants to move towards a mandatory inoculation each year. So just imagine that. Some people may throw, oh, we're all through this now. Everything will get back to normal. No. And what's going on here? You have people like Joe Biden, President Joe Biden. You have people like Justin Trudeau in Canada who are globalists. And what do we mean by that? When you're a globalist, it's all about central control. And you take control of the population. You take certain freedoms that we have taken for granted. You take those away. And basically, you put a gun to people's head and say, if you don't comply with the government's demand to do this, then we're going to take your livelihood away. We don't have time before we have to go to the next break. But uh, I want to play for you what the latest coming out of Canada is. 
You know, as I mentioned, Trudeau has evoked these Emergencies Act, which basically says these truckers are going to have to remove uh, from Ottawa, the capital. And what the Emergencies Act there says, unless they comply with Trudeau's mandate, and for the truckers is they must be vaccinated in order to bring their load back into Canada, or they have to quarantine for two weeks. That basically puts them out of business. They can't do that. So this is about these mandates. And now Trudeau says, unless you remove your protest, here's what we're going to do to you. We're going to go into your bank account. And we're going to freeze your assets. We're going to take away your your truck from you. In fact, it's gone so far now is that they're going to find out uh, if you contributed to the efforts of these uh, protesting truckers. We're going to find out who you are. And we're going to go after your bank accounts. In fact, there's a story out there this morning about a Canadian hacker who has now listed the names. I'm not sure he's listed all the names, but lists the names of many of the contributors to uh, those who are helping these protesters. And he said, I'm turning it over to the media, turning it over to the government. Well, guess what? There are some members of the media that are now what's called doxing, basically, is putting uh, out there in the public people who have donated. You see what's going on here, folks? What's going on here is what we used to kind of joke about, Big Brother, but now we've arrived at that point. We've arrived at that point where we have governments here in the United States, governments in Canada, who say, unless you comply with our demands, we're going to make your life miserable. In fact, we'll take away your livelihood and any other freedoms that we think we can do. It's a very difficult time, folks. We're going to be talking AFA about Foundation Director Riley Wildman. A charitable gift annuity is perfect for AFA supporters with an eternal perspective like Lucy Overstreet. Psalm 78 tells us that we are to tell our children and our grandchildren and the future generations after them what the Lord has done in our lives and what the Word of God says. Lucy's charitable gift annuity will keep supporting this ministry for generations. I wanted something that would have eternal value, and that's the way I think of the American Family Association investment. Contact Riley Wildman and her staff at the AFA Foundation and find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or visit our website, afafoundation.net. My life is not about me, it's about Him. As our culture grows more hostile to Christianity, we can stand on the shoulders of believers who have walked before us. On the next Focus on the Family, Rod Dreher shares powerful lessons from 20th century Christians who stood for their faith amid persecution. Tune in for a hopeful message next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Focus on the Family is heard each weekday morning at 5 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. 
A new plan for grading students in a Las Vegas school district says missed assignments won't count, nor will attendance or participation. They're dismissing individual effort. Their goal is the equal outcome of results, not equal opportunity. The biblical notion of individual achievement and reward has been replaced by the communist notion of equal outcomes. It's time to stop the madness and return to proven biblical principles. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. And welcome back. Fred Jackson sitting in for Dan Celia today on the program. We've been talking about the agenda of these leftist governments that we have in power today, both here in the United States and in Canada. Using the pandemic as an excuse to take our freedoms away. Where is all of this headed? Well, to help us kind of talk about this and discuss where all this may be headed is our good friend Gary Bauer with Campaign for Working Families up there in Washington, D.C. Gary, good morning. Hey, good morning, Fred. Great to talk to you today. Absolutely. Gary, I I don't know if you heard any of our first segment, but Project Veritas has done it again. They recorded an FDA executive officer, the Food and Drug Administration, Christopher Cole, saying it's the intent of the Biden administration soon to announce mandatory annual inoculations. Gary, if, if this is true, if this is true, this is all part, of, I think a lot of people believe, of a pattern of more government control over our lives. Fred, there's just there's no question about it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been both, on, on the one hand, uh, a positive thing to see the resistance that many Americans are uh, showing toward all this, but it's also been a little bit depressing to see how many good people uh, because it's an um, quote unquote an emergency, or because they're told uh, we need to follow the science, uh, have been willing to give up liberties to a powerful central government here in the United States and in countries like Canada, uh, liberties that you know people have died for over many many hundreds of years in this country. And yet we've seen in some cases even pastors caved in and closed their churches uh, without at all thinking about the freedom of religion, which is such a sacred right. So, yeah, this is a real moment in our country. And I have absolutely no doubt, Fred, that uh, they've used the idea of an emergency to do this. And I would just say to your listeners that if we give up our liberty during an emergency, then the left and many governments will make sure there's always an emergency. I guess the uh, if there's a good point to what has happened over the last couple of years, we say in your home state of Virginia what happened last November, the people rose up uh, against the, uh, some would call it the mask tyranny uh, going on in schools there, and you had people across the political spectrum, Democrats, independents, and Republicans vote in a new government there. Uh, a rather shocking event out of San Francisco this week where three far-left school board members uh, were recalled. Uh, when you start recalling school board members in a place like San Francisco, you know something's going on in the way of a resistance building to all of this. Well, there, there's no question something's going on. Uh, that You're absolutely right. Now, I, I hope it's as strong as it sometimes seems that it is. 
Uh, and, of course, we all hope that when it comes time for us to vote, that it will be all on the up and up. We need to be very, you know, very uh, uh, careful about that and make sure laws are followed and all the rest of it. But but you're right. Look, the, the president who, uh, I, President Biden, I believe, got something, we're told, something like 85, 88 yeah. million votes or whatever. Yes. His, his approval rating in the Quinnipiac poll today is down to 35%. Fred, that's, that's almost an historic number. Uh, and, you know, across the board, obviously Republicans don't like what he's doing, but uh, even some Democrats are worried and independents have swung way against uh, the president's liberal agenda. So these are all good signs. And now we just need to make sure that our friends in Congress don't do what they've done in the past and uh, and blow the whole thing by not being bold enough and clear enough and, you know, start playing prevent defense, which doesn't work in football and it sure doesn't work in politics. Gary, what what is the agenda of, you have the United States of America where people are trying to break into this country because they see the freedoms that we have. And I guess a lot of people are puzzled as to why we now have an administration that seems to want to change and take all those freedoms away. It is it is very puzzling. It's like you have a winning team and you trade all your best players away. Well, that's a great way to put it. Uh, it, it is hard to understand. I, I mean, I think the bottom line is, and I, I know some people find this a jarring thing and think, oh, wait a minute, what did you just say? Look, I, I think literally the Marxist ideas, not just socialists, but Marxist ideas have burrowed their way into the political left here in the United States. And instead of trying to win debates, which is what we do in a, in a constitutional republic, each side puts forth their ideas and somebody tries to win the debate and you know, change enough hearts and minds that those individuals will then vote for them. But increasingly, the left in this country doesn't try to change hearts and minds. It tries to shut down all dissent and all opposition which is exactly what the socialist uh, prime minister of Canada, Trudeau, uh, has done in the last week by you know, declaring emergency powers while he's accusing his detractors of being Nazis. Now, I hope you know somebody needs to remind him that Nazis, the, 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 the anagram of that word, stood for national socialists. They were the national socialists of Germany. And the way you could tell they were bad people was they declared emergencies and took away the rights of the German people, which is exactly what he's doing. And he calls those dissenting against him Nazis. So this is a really, it, it is an important moment in Canada and Europe and places like Australia and New Zealand and here in the United States. And if we don't exercise our rights, if we don't use our rights, they will atrophy just like a muscle does if you don't work out and keep that muscle uh, strong and healthy. That would, that's what will happen to our rights if we don't go to the front lines right now and defend them peacefully in every way that we can. Gary, you and I as citizens um, have a right to speak up about these things, at least... <laughs> 
We do for now. And we can talk about these things openly. But uh, I have family members, and I know you have people who are in our military, and they don't have the freedoms that we do. In fact, I mean, many of them are facing uh, uh, being kicked out of the military. And yet the Pentagon has time to issue a statement declaring that diversity, equity, and inclusion are necessities in the U.S. military. I, I mean, people are just shaking their heads. People who have fought for this country, who have died for our freedoms, and now we have an administration and head of our, our military, diversity, equity, and inclusion, they're saying are necessities in the U.S. military? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it, all these years in Washington, it's it's hard to, it's hard to shock me. I mean, I, I keep thinking I've seen it all, but then I see something like this. Uh, look, the U.S. military has one purpose, as does the military of every other country, and that is when we unfortunately are in a war, it is to win our wars. That is the purpose of the United States military. It is not to please the uh, the faculties of America's left-wing universities or the editorial board of the New York Times and CNN. It is to win our wars. But we now, uh, I think this really started under the Obama administration on steroids, and uh, Trump fought against it when he was president, but it's back in full force under Biden. They're putting this left-wing nonsense into the military, and officers are being told, you know, if you want to raise, rise up in the ranks and be someday be a general or a colonel or whatever, uh, we need you to be able to show us that you uh, had success in not war fighting, but in these goals that you're mentioning, diversity, inclusion, equity. I mean, this, this is ridiculous. That I, when I saw that statement come out, I thought to myself, the Chinese communists <laughs> and Putin, who's getting ready to go into Ukraine, must be laughing their full heads off yeah. that on the verge of a war, that's the kind of stuff we're worried about. Yeah, yeah, we want more uh, male soldiers coming to work in high heels. Uh, that's, <laughs> that must really worry Putin. Hey, hey listen, uh, just one more thing before we have to go. Perhaps another thing working in favor of conservatives right now is where our economy is headed. I'm talking about inflation numbers, gas prices. Uh, I think this is – I'm going back to Jimmy Carter days in 79. And then yeah. uh, what helped, I think, to bring Ronald Reagan into office was things like gas prices. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, everybody can see this. I can't believe the media is trying to tell us not to believe our own eyes. <laughs> They're acting like the economy is great. Uh, the White House gives out the same line. Oh, yeah, this is transitory. Biden said the other day that 14 economic Nobel Prize winners have called him and told him everything will take care of itself. I want the names, Mr. President. Who are these 14 economic uh, Nobel Prize winners that uh, called you up on the phone and told you that you can keep spending trillions of dollars and inflation will take care of itself? You know, it's interesting. I think 30 Democrats now have announced... Uh, we're not we're, we're not going to spend any money running again. Uh, maybe that's a, a telltale sign also where we're headed. <laughs> you know, if you put it on a graph, which uh, I, I'm playing around with this morning, I think for every one point increase in inflation, President Biden's approval ratings are going down two points. <laughs> so as of this morning, he literally is down to a 35 percent approval rating. 
And I want to know, by the way, who those 35% are. I'd like to have a conversation with you. Just what about this administration do you still approve of? That's a little disturbing, too. I know. Hey, listen, I think there are a lot of conservatives across the country, Gary, are hoping what happened in Virginia last November uh, will translate to something nationally come this November. Listen, Put always your great. Lips to God ears. God's ears. <laughs> That's right. Always good to talk to you, Gary. I love your end of day report from Washington. How can people get that? They can go to uh, our political action committee, and you can do that by going to C, the letter C, W, F, dot, PAC. C, W, F, dot, PAC. Hey, listen, always great to talk to you, sir. We love you. Same here, Fred. God bless. You take care. Bye bye. All right. You know, Gary was talking about uh, Trudeau up in Canada uh, accusing uh, the conservatives of supporting Nazism. We're going to play you a little bit of uh, what happened in the House of Commons there in Ottawa yesterday and how Jewish members of the Capital C Conservative Party in Canada responded to that. It was a moment, an historical moment. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now how Trudeau responded. He couldn't respond. He walked out of the Commons. More on this coming up right after the break. Today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on American Family Radio. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. And we are back to this Thursday edition of Financial Issues. Fred Jackson uh, sitting in for this hour of Dan Seeley today. Continue to pray for Dan uh, for his uh, recovery. And I uh, know you'll be glad to, uh, to get Dan back and uh, his wisdom on financial issues. Uh, 
those of us who are filling in for Dan would not even attempt uh, to go down that road of financial issues. Dan has so many years of experience. And, of course, the important thing is Dan comes after the issue of financial issues from a biblical perspective, and that is so important. You know, we were talking to Gary. Uh, Gary was mentioning what's going on in Canada right now, and it's just much the same as what's been happening here in the United States. We have a federal government uh, that seems to be drunk on power. At least that's what it desires. It wants complete control over the population. Uh, As we've been mentioning, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau there earlier this week uh, evoked what's called the Emergencies Act in that country, It's brought in, I think, around 2008 to deal with terrorism. So that's right, folks. Trudeau regards the freedom convoy of truckers who are simply protesting, not vaccinations, folks. Be very clear. They are protesting the mandates that you must be forced to be vaccinated in order to have a job in Canada. And so what's happening up there today as a result of this Emergencies Act is that these truckers, I believe, uh, as of the yesterday evening, were begin, given final warnings, or uh, the government will send in police forces and uh, basically start towing their trucks. They've already issued the warnings that they're going to freeze their bank accounts uh, and also charge them so that they might not be able to work again even after they go home. That's how serious things are. Gary was also mentioning there about Trudeau referring to the Conservative Party in Canada, those that are members of the capital C Conservative Party in Canada, of supporting Nazism. Now, that's all a lie. Very early on in their protest in Ottawa, somebody took some pictures of some people waving a Nazi flag. But if you've watched, you've gone on YouTube or watched these truckers, it's been many people have described it as a festival waving Canadian flags, singing the Canadian national anthem, uh, having barbecues, their kids are with them, anything but. But Trudeau, of course, in his left-wing style, attempting to demonize. Well, yesterday was very interesting. uh, During what's called question period in the House of Commons, Melissa Landsman, who is a member of the Conservative Party, asked the Prime Minister... um, basically said the prime minister has lost his way and Trudeau responded, bringing up swastikas. Have a listen to this. Positive, optimistic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the prime minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same prime minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the prime minister lose his way? When did it happen? Right, Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker.
just want to remind the honourable members, including the honourable right honourable prime minister, to use words that are not inflammatory in the house, and that's for both sides. The honourable member for Thornhill. Yeah. Now, what happened next is that uh, several members of the Conservative Party who are Jewish made it known how offended they were that the Prime Minister of Canada, Prime Minister Trudeau, would say that they are cozying up to Nazis. Here's Melissa Landsman once again demanding an apology from Trudeau. Thornhill. I am a strong Jewish woman and a member of this house and a descendant of Holocaust survivors, and I have never made to, I've, it's never been singled out, and I have never been made to feel less, except for today when the Prime Minister accused me of standing with swastikas. I think he owes me an apology. I'd like an apology, and I think he owes an apology to all members of this house. Well, I can tell you right now, do you know how Trudeau responded to that? It wasn't only Ms. Cole, but it was several other members of the Conservative Party. You know what he did? He got up and walked out. He got up and walked out. That was his response. No apology. I'll tell you what, folks, the arrogance that's here, and just backing away from this, we have to grasp what's going on here. These are, whether it's Biden or whether it's Trudeau, these are people who are drunk on power. And unfortunately, what we have today is a mainstream media that for the most part is silent, is silent on this attack against freedom. In fact, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation the other day questioned the media, uh, the, the meaning of freedom. What does that mean? That basically, they, they described it as a right-wing term, freedom. In full disclosure, I used to work for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, worked for them for almost 20 years. It's gotten so liberal with the CBC, which is Canada's NPR, National Public Radio, that even some of their liberal, traditional liberal reporters are leaving, saying they can't put up with it anymore. That's what's happening. So that's why you need alternative media, folks. And thank God we have it in this country, like American Family Radio and other conservative outlets that provide you with the other side of the story. You know, I, I, I won't go into details about uh, the uh, special uh, counsel John Durham's report that came out last Friday that basically gave us more information on what the Hillary Clinton campaign was up to in 2016, basically spying on Donald Trump. As of at least yesterday, most of the major networks have not even covered that story. Wall Street Journal, Fox, we have talked about it here. CNN, I think, spent about two minutes on it uh, sometime during the weekend or earlier this week, but nothing else. That's how bad things are. That's why you need alternative media that's out there. But be praying for these dear folks. Uh, pray for, for pastors who have taken a stand. Uh, and uh, there's 
There's a pastor in Alberta, Canada right now that's in solitary confinement. You may remember him. He's, a, he's from Poland initially, lives in Alberta. And uh, he decided to keep going with church services uh, during the pandemic. He was arrested then. The other day, just several days ago, he was headed out to speak to one of the trucker protests there in Alberta. And before he got there, he was arrested. He didn't even have a chance to speak. Now, this is the kind of stuff, folks, that happens in Beijing. This is the type of stuff that happens in Moscow. These are the kinds of things that you wouldn't have dreamed of just a few years ago. But it's happening now. And as Gary was saying, Gary Bauer was saying, our guest in the last segment, this has been brewing for some time. This has been brewing through our education system, Marxism, coming through our education system. That's why you have many young people today that are supporting what Trudeau is doing, what Biden is doing. But even amongst the young people, there's a realization now, wait a minute, I'm losing my freedoms. Young parents who are speaking up about what's going on, what's being taught in their schools. We are mentioning what happened in Virginia. It was parents when they found out that they were kids were being indoctrinated with criti- critical race theory. And they found out because their kids were zooming into the classrooms during the early part of the pandemic. And the teachers were teaching them, you know, if you're born white, you're an oppressor. If you're born black, you're an oppressed. Even black parents said, I don't want my kid being taught that. But this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of indoctrination that has been going on for a long time. And this is all part of the mix. I think we have time. Be praying for this uh, Finnish uh, uh, parliamentarian in Finland. There's a parliamentarian there who's a Christian lady, and she is on trial right now for simply quoting, simply quoting a Bible verse about homosexuality. Uh, Tony Perkins uh, was on Fox and Friends this morning talking about this. Uh, Here's Tony Perkins of Family Research Council. Now, this case, as uh, Chip said, is a warning to the Western world that, quite frankly, has been asleep in the pew. And this is not about some theologically remote part of Scripture. The prosecution, as you played in the intro of this, made clear that this is about the heart of the gospel, the use of the word sin, they said, can be harmful and therefore illegal. And this, of course, is the core teaching of the gospel that we're all sinners and we need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus Christ. Yeah, the parliamentarian there that I'm talking about is Paevi Rasanen, also a Lutheran bishop there, uh, Wohana Pojolo. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing those names quite right. But they are in a courtroom in Finland. And there's a law in Finland now that if somebody feels insulted by what you say, if they feel insulted, you can be charged. And if these Christians are found guilty of breaking that law in Finland, they may go to prison. And as Tony Perkins says, we need to all pay attention to this. It's the kind of thing that we say, okay, what's going on in Finland could never happen here. I think we can all say now, we can never say again it can't happen here because we have people with that kind of attitude that authorities have in Finland that certain language, certain uh, 
biblical stance. They were just quoting Romans, Romans chapter 1, where it deals with sexuality and marriage. Somebody got insulted, and now they're in court and could go to prison. Be praying for those folks, and also be praying for our country that we do not get there, because I think we're headed in that direction. All right, want to hear from you? 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You feel our freedoms are in jeopardy? 888-589-8840. We're back after the break. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. Picture a stormy sea. The waves are rolling viciously and the sky is darker than night. The crack of thunder can be heard over the roaring wind. A tiny ship is thrown wildly up and down as it rides the waves. The crew is just about to lose hope when someone spots a sudden flash in the distance. A lighthouse. Lighthouse for the Lost, an article by Parker May. To read this article, visit EngageMagazine.net. Here are Tim and Riley Wildman for the AFA Foundation. Riley, I know Dan Celia uh, works with us at the AFA Foundation. In fact, he advises you guys all the time, and you hear about him talk about the AFA Foundation on his radio program. Uh, so you work closely with Dan? Yes, sir, I do, and so it, so does Chelsea and Jessica. So Dan Celia of, of Financial Issues, the charitable gift annuity is probably the most popular product, if you will, that you guys offer in the AFA Foundation. What does that do? You basically give a lump sum to AFA, and then in return, you receive a fixed amount uh, coming back to them for the rest of their life. And then when they pass away, the money is left to AFA to um, leave a legacy. Contact Riley Wildman and her staff at afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. And welcome back to this Thursday edition of Financial Issues. Fred Jackson sitting in for Dan today. And uh, we continue to ask for your prayers for Dan as he recovers. And we hope to see him back in this chair real, real soon. All right, I'm going to go to our phones in just a second, but I wanted to play you first a monologue from Tucker Carlson at Fox News uh, talking about what's going on in Canada. He says Canada is now a dictatorship, uh, but he also had a warning the other night in this editorial that it could happen here. Cut number two. What happens there matters here. If nothing else, it's a preview of what will likely happen in the United States. So with that in mind, you should know that Justin Trudeau is no longer the prime minister of Canada. Justin Trudeau is Canada's maximum leader. It's strongman, it's caudillo, it's potentate. Justin Trudeau is the dictator of Canada. If you think that's an overstatement, try to think of another way to describe what Justin Trudeau is now doing. For the first time in Canada's history, Trudeau has invoked what's known as the Emergencies Act, though the protests he is facing hardly qualify as an emergency. But suddenly, Justin Trudeau has the power to crush all political opposition to his rule, and that's exactly what he's doing. 
Trudeau has ended free speech in Canada. He's banned free assembly. Trudeau's government has shut down political rallies and arrested his political critics without probable cause. Trudeau has instituted internal passports that restrict travel within Canada to the politically obedient. Canadians are no longer allowed to leave their own country unless they obey Justin Trudeau. And if they don't obey, they could be bankrupted and destroyed. He now has the power to do that. Trudeau has claimed the power to freeze the financial assets of any Canadian who resists him. No court order is required to do this. He just decides. All right. That was Tucker Carlson editorial the other night. Yeah, it is a warning. Uh, we're already feeling the kind of tyranny as it's being described in Canada. Already feeling it here with these mandates, uh, these vaccination mandates, which fortunately are being still fought in the courts, even for our members of the military. But it is a warning. Uh, that there is a thinking amongst these leaders, Biden, Trudeau, and others. We hear the stories out of Australia. We hear the stories out of New Zealand. That the government needs to take complete control of your life. And if you do not obey, we will punish you. We will take away your livelihood. Uh, we will, in the case of that pastor in Alberta, we'll put you in jail. All right. Let's go to the phones right now to Tennessee first. And I believe John is on the line. Do we have John? Hello? Yes, go ahead, John. Hi, I wanted to call in about the uh, politician out in Finland who got in trouble for quoting the Bible about homosexuality. Yes. So uh, the divisive nature there, self-standing religious and federal laws, I wanted your input on how much of the Finnish or American legal system should be based on Christian law. Well, when this country uh, started... Uh, it was based on Christian principles. And I, I think it, uh, a lot of, of what we had as a country when this country started was based on a desire to have a country that honored, that honored the teachings of Scripture. And so that is why in this country up to just a very few years ago in the United States, we had marriage as only between a man and a woman. It's... It's what some people call natural law. And, other, and and to contravene that is unnatural, which is what Romans chapter 1 says. Does that make sense, John? So, oh, absolutely. And I'll take your words to mean that in our ideal Christian image, we would have a total theocracy? No, not at all. Because uh, part of what this country stands on is religious freedom. Is religious freedom. But it's, we have enough in the way of evidence, John, that we see when we contravene what God calls, what God deems normal, what God put in place, that is when societies fail. And that's just not my opinion. Studies have been done on cultures that have failed down through the years. And one of the things that happen is the destruction of the nuclear family, the destruction of what is called marriage between a man and a woman, and only marriage between a man and a woman. There has been enough destruction of cultures down through the centuries that we now know when you go against that, when you go against natural law, you are spelling the end of a country. And that's why so many people have concerns about that. But we thank you for your call, John. All right, to North Carolina, and uh, it is Jean, I believe. Go ahead, Jean. Yes, I'd like to know, 
and I forgot to mention this to her. Um, why do we as grown folks obey these laws that these folks make for us? Do we have to? And why can't we put put them out of office? And one more thing, I've, I've been asking questions, but I haven't had really heard the answer. How low do a president rating has to go before he's put out, impeached, <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> Thank you. I'll wait for you. Oh, boy, you had a lot of questions there. Well, the way we remove these folks from office, uh, we call them elections. Uh, that's the way it is done. Uh, we saw that demonstrated. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit earlier in the program in Virginia last November. Now, Virginia was controlled totally by Democrats. The House, the Senate there, and, of course, uh, the, the governor of the, of the state, they were all Democrats. But you know what? They overstepped the boundary of what people thought was right. And what happened last November is conservatives came in, and one of the big things they did, of course, in Virginia's case, they listened to parents who became very alarmed about what their kids were being taught in school. And and that served as kind of a catalyst that just ignited people uh, to run for office, but ignited people to get out and vote. The voter turnout for a state election was huge. And that's why we had this major turnaround. And that's why you have Glenn Youngen as the new governor of Virginia today. And by the way, he just signed into law. It was passed by the House and the Senate there in Virginia the other day. It's now law. First, he had it as as an executive order when he was sworn into office back several weeks ago. But now it is the law in Virginia that parents have the option of whether their kids wear masks to school. It's now the law. Now, you still have some school districts there in Loudoun County and a few other counties that are fighting that. So to answer your question there, Gene, uh, the way you do this is you have a change in government. Now, here's what's going to be interesting. Let's just say that Republicans do very well in the November election and they take control of the House, and they take control of the Senate. You asked about other ways about how to remove people from office. Joe Biden could be impeached. Now, the House would have to have a trial, as they did with uh, former President Trump. Uh, of course, what happened with President Trump is that the Senate did not, for want of a better term, convict Trump. But if Republicans took control of the Senate, they could convict Joe Biden, and he'd be thrown out of office. So it's political power. Uh, That's where we are. Now, of course, for some laws that are passed, people go to court, challenge them, and our courts decide on the end of that. But uh, I think we have time for one more call. Let's try it. Let's go to Ohio and Chris. Chris, good morning. Go ahead. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Chris and Carla Finnegan from Galleon, Ohio. And I, I was a Vietnam veteran and weapons expert, and I keep hearing, sir, about all this, about the AR-15s, and that is an M-16, basically, 223 caliber bullet. And it's not, it's not the gun that kills people. It's the bullets. And how many people I have instructed, you lock those bullets up. But this weapon is not to be, you know, you can't use it for hunting. I'm a hunter bring food home all the time, game. 
a shotgun. You want a rifle, it's a two, like a two twenty two rifle, bolt action. That's the type of rifle. But these type of weapons are actually for military, and it's the bullet. It's made to, it tumbles. When it goes through an object, that bullet has so much velocity, the two twenty three, that it tumbles. And it can kill three, four, maybe five people. It was made for Vietnam. And so when you shot it, when it hit, it tumbled. And that's why this weapon is such a a weapon of a lethal weapon. It's the bullet. And that's what people need to know. They need to lock up their bullets. I, I'm a carry person, retired from law enforcement. Yeah. Do I keep a loaded weapon in the house? No. No, not at all. And so when you go hunting... And that's what's not being projected. All right. Our Chris, re- really good points. We have, we're almost out of time here, and I just wanted to make a few remarks. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, but, you know, it's not even the weapons, whether it's high-powered or not, that kill people. It's individuals. There is great pressure. Every time that we have a very sad incident where there are shootings, uh, we know how the Democrats respond to it. Gun control, gun control, gun control. But the response to all of that is, no, it's the hearts of individuals. You know, we had the incident in Wisconsin there during the Christmas parade where this guy in an SUV drove through uh, kids and adults in a Christmas parade. Six people died. It was the individual. (laughs) Some people have said it wasn't the SUV he was driving that killed him. He was driving that car. What we have in America today is a heart problem. It's a heart problem. We had an incident, I forget where this was, the other day, uh, last weekend, where somebody with a knife went on a a spree and uh, attacked uh, several people all at once with a knife. It is a heart problem. That is what has to be dealt with, folks. So let us remember that. What people need is Jesus Christ what we need in this country. It's all about spiritual warfare. All right, great to be with you today. Fred Jackson sitting in for Dan and uh, much more great programming here on American Family Radio. We'll see you again real soon. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.